welcome to the Sweat and Reflect podcast, where we'll break down how life is happening for you, not to you. I'm Meredith, a 30-something former teacher, widow, and life coach who's focused on empowering women to live their best lives no matter what they've experienced in the past. We'll laugh together, cry together, and at the end of the day, grow together. Are you ready to sweat and reflect your way through this crazy thing called life? Okay then, let's go. Hey friend, welcome back. Happy Wednesday. I hope you are doing well. I am so thankful that you are here. I'm so excited to have you here because today we're talking about something that I I think needs to be talked about, which I feel like I've been saying a lot lately on um, this podcast, but you know, I'm just very much in a season of being super honest, um, probably more so than normal and really trying to share things with you that I think are not only relevant, but might be things that you've never really heard about or haven't had the time to really think about. I hope that makes sense, right? Like I'm, I'm really trying to share information with you, um, based on things that I'm experiencing in my own life in hopes that it will help you start your own conversations. It will help you reflect on where you at and where you are at in your life and just to provide you with some guidance. And if, again, if nothing else, just some comfort to know that you are not alone in this world, in this moment, that you have someone on your team. And girl, if you've been around here for a while, or if this is your first episode, I am on your team no matter what, whether we've met in real life, whether I don't know that you exist. Um, and I mean that in terms of like, I know there are so many listeners out there and I'm so grateful for you. And we may not have that like one-on-one connection yet, but regardless of how we know each other, right? If it's just you knowing me, um, and me envisioning you, I'm here for you. And so today I wanted to share something with you that a have been experiencing, um, and I wasn't actually planning on sharing, but Ryan was like, this is something you need to be talking about on your podcast. And again, we know that I look for signs. We know that I like to take cues from the universe. Um, I was doing what I do on Instagram, you know, scrolling, listening to some of my friend's stories. And someone was talking about her own experience with, um, with her medication. And I was like, you know what, if she is being brave enough to share this, I need to, I need to do that as well. So today we're talking about anxiety meds and we are doing this from not like a super scientific perspective, right? I'm not a doctor. I'm not a therapist. Um, but from my own experience and really to also help destigmatize this idea of anxiety medication or any form of medication. You know, I know there are some people out there who are, um, very much against medications, um, you know, just to deal with it naturally to find their own processes. And I completely respect that, but that was not the case for me. That was not my journey. So to give you some background, um, I, and I think I've mentioned this before, 
from a very young age, I have had anxiety. Um, one of my very first, like really vivid memories is of sitting at the kitchen table. I was five. I was in kindergarten. Um, it was dinner time. I was home for the weekend or, you know what I mean? Like we didn't have school the next day. And I remember sitting at the head of the table, um, and feeling so uncomfortable because I had ripped the page of a library book. And I didn't know how to tell my parents that I had done such a terrible thing. And I remember just sitting there, you know, my stomach in knots, trying to force myself to eat dinner. Again, I was five and just thinking to myself, they're going to be so disappointed in me. And like, how am I going to get this book back to school and, and, and not let people know that it was me? First of all, really heavy shit for a five-year-old. Um, second of all, what, wh- why did I think that I was going to be in so much trouble for ripping a book? Um, but you know, that's, that's a whole like therapy session in and of itself. So, you know, since I was five, I've been dealing with anxiety. Um, but I didn't know it because I come from a family where, and I'm not just talking about like immediate family. I'm talking about like, you know, generationally where therapy, anxiety, like, those aren't really things that quote unquote exist, right? Like we all have things that make us uncomfortable. We just kind of deal with it. There's no point in really going to therapy. Um, and, and that's just their belief. And so growing up, you know, now that now knowing what I know, I should have been in therapy in high school. Um, again, more anxiety, definitely about of depression went through college, same thing, but you know, you just keep plugging along cause you, you, I didn't know any better. And so fast forward till, till I'm 24, 25, um, I'm in my first teaching job. I'm back in grad school. And I remember going to my primary care doctor, um, and just sitting in, in that room, I was just, I was in my pajamas cause it was pajama day at school and just having a complete breakdown and just explaining that I had just these overwhelming feelings of anxiety and I didn't know what to do about them. And, you know, I would find myself just completely shutting down, ending up on like the stairwell, um, you know, up to my attic in my apartment at the time and just like completely beside myself. And my doctor was like, okay, so what you're describing, um, in, in its most basic form is anxiety. And I think we should try you on some anxiety meds. Again, this was not something that I had ever really thought about. Um, it was not something that I even necessarily questioned because I was in such a dark place of like, how am I going to survive this? Like how, Oh, even just thinking about like, how can I deal with my chest feeling like it's, simultaneously constricting, but also exploding. Like how can I deal, continue to deal with these larger than life emotions where I'm for again, lack of a better word, almost feeling like I'm blacking out and losing track of time because I'm so in my own head and in my own way about everything that I have to do. And so we started on me on on anxiety meds. It was the lowest dose, 10 milligrams. And, you know, we just wanted to see like if that would take the edge off. And at some point, you know, we doubled it to 20 milligrams and suddenly I felt like I I had my life back, back even 
you know, more so than I did, I still had anxiety. There were still things going on in my life where, you know, just being anxious was going to be part of it. I was going to be overthinking things. I was, um, I I was just always going to kind of be in that state. And then there came a time, um, like 2018, 2019, where I went back to my doctor and I was like, you know, I think I'm good. Like, let's, let's get me off this meds. Um, at that point in my marriage with my late husband, I was like, okay, we could, you know, really perhaps start to talk about having a baby. And like, I definitely don't want to be on meds. Um, you know, if I'm going to try and get pregnant and as part of like the check-in, the intake that day, she asked me like, what was going on? Okay. So like, cool. You want to get off your meds? Let's talk about where you're at in your life. And slowly the list started to, to unravel, right? I was really starting to notice, um, Tim's alcoholic tendencies. I was leaving my teaching job. We were in the process, if we hadn't already, of buying a house. Um, there were just so many factors. She was like, you know, we cannot take you off the meds right now. Um, you just have far too much going on and too many like big life-changing things to to deal with that. Um, and so to a degree begrudgingly, I continued on. We actually doubled my dose um, because again, you know, there were there were there were medical reasons for this. I want it to come across as like my primary was just like, here's some medication, take it. And I was like, okay. Um because there, you know, she did due diligence. I did, I was smarter at that point to ask more questions. Um, and so I did. And, you know, doubling that dose actually really, really helped. And thank God I did it because within the next year, year and a half, you know, Tim died. And, you know, looking back to that moment, it was like the universe knew that this is how I had to prepare myself, right? I needed a higher dose of medication. I needed um, a really strong support system. I was getting back into therapy in like 2019 and it, it was, it was, the universe was guiding me to put myself in the best situation possible to, to survive Tim's death. So now we're almost three years out from his death and I, you know, as, as I've been talking about here, I'm, I'm trying to figure out my health. I'm trying to figure out how to best optimize my body. Um, cause I'm getting older. I'm going to be 35. And at some point in the future, I would like to have kids. And again, I just want to feel like, because I know so much more about my body. I know so much more about how our body's supposed to function. You know, that certain things like bloat and anxiety and um, even how like your period works, right? Like these are all things that should be handled just solely by the body without medication. And I'm talking about like, you know, in 99.9% of circumstances, you know, your body runs ultimately optimally. But of course there are things that we need medication for. Um, and so as I've been, as I've been learning, as I've been educating myself and as I've been looking at my support system and where I am in my life, I'm like, you know what? I really think it's time to, to assess my meds. And so at the end of January, I went and I spoke to my doctor 
And we had a very extensive conversation about why I was looking to start to wean myself off of medication. And, you know, one of the big reasons is in the future, I would like to have kids. The, um, the brand that I'm on of medication, it is not appropriate. It is not beneficial for a fetus or even for breastfeeding. So if I continue to stay on anxiety meds, we would just change the the brand um, so that my body can get used to something long before I am pregnant. Um, and this way, you know, if there are any other adjustments that need to be made, we can do that without having to worry about all of the, the changes that one endures when they are pregnant. Um, you know, we were talking about my support system being in a loving, stable, um, very healthy relationship right now, being on my own again, in terms of my living situation, you know, where I am in terms of my relationship with my family, like just where I am overall. And we put together a plan to wean me off of my anxiety meds. And at this point I am 15 days in to weaning myself down to a lower dose. Um, I'm in the second phase of the lower dosage. And so far I'm feeling really good. I feel like I am in a place where I have much better coping skills. I have the ability to articulate myself far more clearly um, than ever before. And I just feel very in control of myself, my body, my mind, my emotions. And that's why I'm choosing to do this. And so I now realize as I'm looking at the clock, you know, it's been the whole episode of me just talking to you about my experience. And I just felt it was, it's so necessary to give you all the background because one, we all have very different stories, right? You might be in a place where you're just looking to start anxiety meds. And to that, I say, good for you, right? No matter how old you are, no matter where you are in life, if you think you need that support, go talk to your doctor, talk to a therapist, talk to people who are, who have your best interest at heart and who can provide you with the information that you need to make an informed decision about you and your body. Maybe you're like me and you've been on anxiety meds for, or any form of medication for 10 years. And you're just like, you know what? I, again, am educating myself. I am putting myself in a situation to really optimize my body and my health. And I want to explore getting off this medication. Great. Talk to your doctor. Talk to, again, the people that are going to help you make an informed decision based on where you are, your support system, and what what your goals are, right? Like at no point, especially if you were in something like an anti-anxiety, an antidepressant, anything that to that degree, you need to be consulting with your doctor, Like I never would have done this process had I not cleared it with my therapist and with my primary because I wanted to, again, make sure that I was in the best spot to, to not only make this decision, but to have the support of people who were going to be able to, who knew me, right. To assess my moods, to openly, Um, have a dialogue with me about how I was feeling at any given time. And for me, this is what has been working. 
And so again, I share this because I want you, no matter what situation you're in right now, right? If it's trying to figure out the best fertility treatments for yourself, if you are looking to go on or off the pill, if you are trying to figure out what um, gut supplements are best for you, right? Whatever it is, when it comes to your body, you need to be number one, your biggest advocate. You need to be confident in the questions that you're asking and the choices that you're making. And three out of just a very short list, you need to do what feels best for you and to have that built in support system of people who are, again, have your best interest at heart. I feel like I just repeated myself, but that's really what it comes down to, right? And don't worry about the stigma. No one knows what you are dealing with. No one is able to, to truly pass judgment on your own experience because it's yours, right? People in my family don't understand why I'm on anxiety meds, anti-anxiety meds. Okay. That's not for me to justify to them. It has been working and helping me so much over the past 10 years. And I'm now just at a point where I feel like I again, have better coping skills, better resources to handle this on my own. And listen, if I get through the end of this weaning protocol and I realize, uh oh, I'm not okay. My doctor and I have already talked about what med I'd, what brand I'd switch to and where we'd start milligram wise. So I have a plan. And that's what I want for you. No matter what choices you are getting ready to make, have a plan to the best of your ability, right? Everything's not going to go according to that plan. But when you're making such big decisions about your health, especially really think about the outcome. Think about who's supporting you. Think about your resources. Think about how it's going to impact you and really sit with how making this decision feels. No one can force you to make a decision about your body, period. You get to control your body. You get to make choices for your body. Remember that. Own that. Respect that. Kind of just like went off in this whole little soapbox thing, but that's okay. Because at the end of the day, you have one body, you have one life, and it is up to you to own it and to speak out for yourself, to defend it, to love it, to embrace it, to cherish it. So let's do that. I'm 15 days in to weaning myself off of my anxiety meds. I don't know what the next 15 days are going to bring, but I have a plan. And I have a support system. I'm also checking in. This I feel like is actually really key. Every night before I go to bed, I write in my journal, or I have like a journal just for this. I put the date. I put a little scale, one, two, three, four, five, five being great day, one being anxious. I circle where I am. I then put the time I take my meds at night, the dosage, the day into this cycle of weaning. And then I just put a few sentences about how I felt that day. And I really tap in to what I experienced that day because at the end of the day, only I truly know how I'm responding to the meds. 
So that's something you can do to take control of yourself. If you feel like you are having a, an intolerance to something that you're eating, keep a little journal, really track how you feel after you eat certain things or at certain times, how are your energy levels? right? If you want to join me and cut out coffee, right? Write down how much, you know, are you sleeping better? How's your skin? How are you feeling in a day-to-day basis? These all become data points that help you best assess your body, your lifestyle, and allow you to make super informed decisions. And so I guess that's really what this episode comes down to is how are you making informed decisions about what you need? Again, we get one body, one life, and it's up to us to make the most of it. It's up to us to advocate for ourselves. And that's what I want for you, my friend. So I hope that if nothing else you take from this episode, that you are deserving of a beautiful life, of a healthy body, whatever healthy looks like for you, right? Because we all have different levels and different definitions of what health looks like to us. So take care of it, cherish it. And if you have questions about anxiety, about anxiety meds, about just any of the things I'm doing, please reach out to me. And if you're not comfortable enough to reach out to me, I hope you can find, if you don't already have one, a therapist, a doctor, or a friend that you can have these conversations with. Just remember, knowledge is power. And the more information you provide yourself with, the better decision making you are, the better decisions you are able to make. You got this. You are strong. You are capable. You are loved. Hey friend, thank you so much for being here today. As a reminder, I am not a professional.